Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. Man, Reese is killing it back there with these potential intro songs. Who knows? We might not even pick one for the whole year of 2021. Might just keep it fresh. I don't think I could ever replicate that Rage Against the Machine into Hello Missoula. So maybe we'll just listen to some sweet Bond Scott and ACDC switched up with some Zeppelin. Whatever it is, though, this is a music variety show as well as Montana's number one daily sports talk show. It is Nuanas Now. Welcome into the ESPN Missoula Studios. Happy to be with you. I am Coulter Nuanas. It is a Thursday, so that means I don't have a set guest host or co-host, as it were. I'm just going to be steering you home as you make it through your second to last day of the work week. If you've been Paying attention, Ryan Tutel is gone. We're not going to talk about it anymore after this week, but just making sure that you know because he did sort of leave abruptly, but then it was this kind of long, elongated goodbye, and then we finally had a goodbye, and then I was off for two weeks, and now I'm back, and it's a new year. So happy new year to everybody. But for those that uh, haven't been paying attention, Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, will be joining me here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide, SWX Montana Television every Monday and Tuesday. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana is going to swing by each and every Wednesday. Thursdays, we're going to leave it a little bit open. We do have a bunch of guests coming on the show today, so I'll get through that with you here in just a quick minute. But Thursdays, especially during basketball season, are kind of going to be loose and open because basketball season, as you know, now that it's Big Sky Conference play, and the schedule is a little bit more atypical this year, obviously, but traditionally and most often still this year as well, 
Big Sky Conference basketball games will be played on Thursdays and Saturdays. The Grizz, by the way, they have a bye this week, but they do play a doubleheader. The Lady Grizz and Men Grizz play a doubleheader at Dahlberg Arena, an out-of-conference doubleheader against Whitworth, a Division Three team from Spokane. The men are actually first, 2 p.m., and the women second, 7 p.m., Dahlberg Arena. Obviously, you can't go, but you will be able to find those games both on the radio and the Pluto TV. But the Bobcats are into Big Sky Conference action tonight. They will open Big Sky Conference play finally at long last. They are the only school Montana State is that has not opened Big Sky Conference play. So usually on Thursdays, we're going to have a bunch of guests, but no defined guest host. And then on Fridays, I'm going to have kind of a mystery guest host. But this week, not a mystery. Kyle Sample, my longtime buddy and a colleague for a really long time. We worked together, and he worked for me at a variety of different publications, including the Bozeman Daily Chronicle, as well as SkylineSportsMT.com. So my fellow sports writer, I guess we'll call him a, uh, a recovering sports writer now, but he'll be in studio with me tomorrow. Nuana is now always 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide. SWX Montana Television. If you want to listen on the live stream, all you got to do is go to the website. That's 102.9ESPN.com. There, you click on the Listen Live tab. You can find ESPN Radio anywhere in the world, anytime, 24 hours a day on your mobile devices, your tablets, your computers, whatever it might be. The Listen Live stream presented by Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to give us a call, 361-3688. That's 361-3688. You already know it's in the great 406 area code. One of the best parts about Montana, just one area code, and it defines the entire state. So 406-361-3688. All guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. You can also text that number as well. Take a look at what we got in the show today. First and foremost, we're going to kick this thing off with everything I've been able to gather in terms of true factual information about Jeff Choate, Montana State's head football coach, and the legitimacy and potential candidacy to fill the vacancy at Boise State as the head football coach in Boise, in Idaho's capital. We're also going to hear uh, in the second segment a return of the chick who doesn't know sports with our good friend Carolyn. A pretty good conversation about the perils of social media and maybe the, um, I'm trying to think of the right word, the advantages that teams are trying to gauge from uh, the prevalence of COVID-19 testing and a couple other subjects as well. So maybe a little more heavy than your normal chick who doesn't know sports. Then we'll have a brief preview on the Big Sky Conference upcoming slate for this evening as well as this weekend when it comes to men's and women's basketball. Second hour, we're going to be joined by Danny Sprinkle, Montana State's head men's basketball coach. He's going to jump on with us to preview his team's game against Northern Colorado tonight, the Big Sky Conference opener for the Bobcats. Then we got Brooks Nuanas, my brother and partner at SkylineSportsMT.com, swinging by the show to do a little round the Big Sky Hoops segment. We got a bunch of different uh, pieces of of uh, commentary to give you, analyzing coaching in the men's league, the talent level in the men's league, and a couple thoughts on the women's league as well. And then we'll also share a piece of the latest Grizz Greats podcast. Grizz Greats, the silver anniversary of the 1995 national champions. It's out. You can find it on all your podcasting platforms. You can go to 1029ESPN.com and also click on the podcast tab there as well. But this week's Grizz Greats features John Casper. Casper's a native of Great Falls, Montana. He's a CMR product. He went to high school from with Dave Dickinson. He got a touchdown from Dave Dickinson. And then he was a student journalist at the University of Montana. 
during the 1995 National Championship run, and then shortly after started working at the Missoulian as the Grizz football beat writer. So great historical perspective from both covering those games live and in person, also having a personal connection uh, to Dave Dickinson, as well as then covering Grizz football. I think he covered it for about eight seasons after that before then becoming an associate commissioner at the Big Sky Conference. So we'll share a piece of John Casper's Grizz Greats interview but go subscribe to Grizz Greats as well. It's easy. All you got to do is click on subscribe. Please rate, review, subscribe, all those good things. GrizzGreats.com, or you can find it just by searching Grizz Greats on all your podcasting platforms. So there you go. That's what we have in Nuanas now today. We are going to go through all of the nuts and bolts now of Jeff Choate, Boise State. Coach Choate is Entering his fifth season as the head football coach for the Montana State Bobcats. He has been named, or I guess identified, I shouldn't say named, but identified as one of, if not the leading candidates for Boise State's head coaching opening. It's been reported today by both B.J. Reigns of the Idaho Press as well as Colton Poole of the Bozeman Chronicle that... Jeremiah Dickey, the new Boise State AD, was in Bozeman this morning to visit with Jeff Choate. That's been confirmed. I also have tracked down the flight information. There was a private jet that flew from Boise State to Bozeman this morning, and then that jet was scheduled to go to Eugene, Oregon. Why is that important? Well, one of the other leading candidates is Andy Avalos, the defensive coordinator for the Oregon Ducks. Well, that flight was scheduled to land in Eugene, 2.30, and it did has not landed yet, and there's no flight information on whether that flight actually did go to Eugene or if it returned to Bozeman. So we're still tracking the flight. But what we do know is that Jeff Choate did have a direct conversation, whether that was a direct job interview or not remains to be seen, but did have a direct conversation in Bozeman. You have to assume that it was an interview with the new Boise State AD. So where are we going to start? Let's start with... Boise State in a nutshell, because I do think that it's a a fascinating job. People around this neck of the woods, particularly Big Sky Conference followers that date back more more than just the last 20 to 25 years, they know Boise State and its ties to the Big Sky Conference. Boise State initially joined the Big Sky back in the 70s. Boise State was the first Big Sky Conference school to win the Division I AA National Championship. Division I AA became a division in 1978. Boise State won the 1980 Division I AA National Championship. They also played for the 1994 Division I AA National Championship. Pokey Allen, a native of Missoula, a product of Missoula Sentinel, he was the head coach of that Boise State team that made it to the National Championship in 1994. And then he led Boise State into the FBS ranks, formerly Division I-A, when Boise State moved up in 1995 and left the Big Sky Conference. What's happened since then? Since Pokey Allen passed away in 1996, and that was, his his stint at Boise was so abrupt. It was a good one, a highly successful one, but one that ended abruptly because he died from cancer in 1996, uh, very abruptly, and that could have put Boise State into a state of disarray, but not so much. Houston Nutt, who has reached fame and infamy. Uh, as a coach in the SEC, he was there for just a year. He went 5-6. and six. That's the only losing season of the last 30 years for Boise State. Then in 1998, Dirk Cutter took over. Dirk Cutter's a name that might sound familiar. He's got Big Sky Conference ties. He's an Idaho State alum. He rose as high as becoming the 
offense, or excuse me, the head coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He is currently the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. Cutter was there uh, from 1998 until 2000. He went 26 and 10 in three seasons. So solid. But then in 2001, when Dan Hawkins took that job, that's when Boise State launched into the stratosphere. Cutter went 10 and 2 in 2000. And then between 2001 and 2005, Dan Hawkins, 53 and 11 during his time there before getting hired as, at Colorado. Chris Peterson, who was the offensive coordinator under Hawkins, he takes over in 2006. He goes an unbelievable 92-12. and 12. He leads Boise State to their highest of heights. The peak probably came in 2006 with Boise State's 43-42 win in overtime over Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. One of the iconic moments in college football history, the Statue of Liberty play, Ian Johnson's game-winning touchdown, uh, the two-point conversion, all of those things. And that was definitely a magical moment and probably the peak for any school from out west that used to be an FCS member that moved up to FBS. That's probably the pinnacle moment for any of them, the the time when a former Big Sky Conference member competed with perennial power Oklahoma and competed on the true national stage in the Fiesta Bowl. A couple years later, Peterson also led Boise State to a win in the Fiesta Bowl, uh, the 17-10 win over TCU. They've been to the Fiesta Bowl three times, also recently under Brian Harson as well. But Peterson was 5-2 and two in bowl games, including that 92-12 and 12 overall. And then over the last seven seasons, Brian Harson went 76 and 18. So that means if you're counting, if you're good at math, since 2000, Boise State is 230 and 44. Only 44 losses in the last 20, count them, 20 football seasons. That in itself is amazing. Brian Harson last year, he made $1.9 million at Boise State. That is also worth noting. Under Harson, Boise State was good. Made a bowl game every year, but not nearly as dominant. Although they did win the 2014 Fiesta Bowl with a 38-30 victory over Arizona. Other bowls included the Cactus Bowl, the Las Vegas Bowl, and the First Responder Bowl. Brian Harson took that momentum and that resume, and he became the head coach at Auburn in mid-December. During the time, Boise State did not have an AD. They did hire Jeremiah Dickey as their AD on January 3rd. Before that, President Marlene Trump was doing the, was conducting the initial preliminary coaching search at Boise State with one Chris Peterson. For those that follow football out west, you remember Coach Pete, he, after Boise State, went to the University of Washington where he had great success. He led the Huskies to the Rose Bowl one year. He also led them to the college football playoff. But then he also abruptly retired. I thought when Brian Harson moved on that maybe Chris Peterson would be back in the mix at Boise State. Instead, he's been advising Trump and then probably now likely Jeremiah Dickey. The first three candidates, the top three candidates that were initially identified by the president as well as Chris Peterson were Kellen Moore, who was a standout quarterback at Boise State, a four-year starter, the first starting quarterback in college football history to win 50 games as a starter. He's a young upstart coach. He's in his mid-30s. He's currently the offensive coordinator with the Dallas Cowboys. The other two candidates, Andy Avalos, who we previously mentioned, who is the defensive coordinator in Eugene for the Oregon Ducks, and Jeff Choate. Moore rose to become the top candidate pretty early on. It was reported all over the place, both in the local and regional media, as well as by Dallas Cowboys media. Mike McCarthy even went as far as to making a statement saying that uh, Mike McCarthy, the Dallas Cowboys head coach, even made a statement saying that they supported Kellen Moore in his pursuit of the head coaching job. And it looked like it was going to be Kellen Moore. Well, according to reports by Football Scoop, by the way, if you're not familiar with Football Scoop, Football Scoop is a very legitimate website. They have 
former agents and coaches that contribute to the crowdsourcing of it. They are pretty spot on, particularly when it comes to the coaching carousel. But they reported that Kellen Moore was offered the job, that he in turn then tentatively accepted the job, but then that he tried to uh, have a power play. He wanted to be able to name his own AD, and he wanted to truly gauge Boise State's commitment to football. You say, well, how does Boise State not committed to football? Okay, let's rewind. By the way, it is Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television, breaking down all of the details of Boise State's head coach opening, where now Jeff Chode has become a real deal legitimate candidate. Montana State's head football coach interviewed with Boise State AD Jeremiah Dickey this morning. But you wonder, okay, so what, what is the question of commitment to football at Boise State. A couple different factors you need to know. During the pandemic, we've had a lot of institutions of higher learning impacted from a financial perspective. Boise State furloughed quite a few members of its athletic department. There was definitely pay reduction for a lot of people on the football staff. So that's one element of it. Another element of it, I don't want to bore you with the complete details of this, but broadly, when Boise State first left the Big Sky Conference, they joined the WAC. The WAC then eventually dissipated, particularly when it comes to football. That led to the creation of the Mountain West. When the Mountain West first formed, Boise State was allowed to negotiate their own TV rights. So they were making their own profits off of games on TV. As the regional and national brands rose, those payouts became more significant. Then they're playing in the Fiesta Bowl national TV that's significant to not have to share any of that TV money with your conference. Well, then, when the Mountain West explored the prospects of starting their own television network, which then now does exist, the Mountain West Network, Boise State had a clause in that TV contract where they did not have to revenue share any games that they scheduled independently. The only revenue sharing came from the Mountain West Network. Mountain West Network and any Boise State sport that was on there that could contribute, but revenue sharing across the league. And I think that Mountain West members right now receive $13, $14 million in payouts from that Mountain West Network. So Boise State was getting that payout and their own independent payout as well, especially if they were playing ESPN or network TV games. Well, that contract came up due. Again, it's usually a 10-year contract for these TV deals. Came up due at the end of last year, and the Mountain West basically declined to let Boise State negotiate a similar clause this year. So what does that mean? It means that Boise State now is exploring leaving the Mountain West altogether and joining another league for all their sports besides football. They're also exploring the prospect of perhaps going independent in football. So I think that's where the commitment to athletics comes from, or the, the question of the commitment to football. How do you double down? What do you need to do? Because right now, Boise State has owned the Mountain West since the Mountain West became a school. How do you capture that same enthusiasm and maintain those same advantages, particularly if you're playing an independent schedule? If you're playing an independent schedule, it's likely you're going to be playing a lot of teams that aren't San Jose State and Nevada and Wyoming, and perhaps then more Pac-12 and Big 12 and maybe even Big 10 and SEC caliber teams. We'll see where that goes. So Kellen Moore offered the job, backs out of the job. He's no longer in the mix. That leaves Andy Avalos, the defensive coordinator at Oregon, and Jeff Choate. Let's take a quick look at the resumes for each of these two guys. Andy Avalos was a Broncos player. He played for Dan Hawkins from 2001 to 2005, a standout linebacker. His first college job was for Hawk at Colorado as a graduate assistant. He then was a Division II coach at Nebraska Kearney, a GA at Sac State, and then returned to coach defensive line for Chris Peterson in 2012. 
He coached defensive line as well as linebackers at Boise State from 2012 to 2018. During that time, he coached great Boise State players like Demarcus Lawrence, who went on to become a pro bowler for the Dallas Cowboys, and Leighton Vander Esch, who went on to become a first-round draft pick for the Dallas Cowboys. Lawrence, a defensive end who led the NFL in sacks a year ago. Leighton Vander Esch, a guy that was a first-round draft pick. He struggled with some injuries lately, but... Uh, obviously a very talented player who also plays for the Cowboys. Avalos was on Peterson's staff for two years and Harson's staff for five years. He spent the last two seasons as the defensive coordinator at Oregon. What do we know about Jeff Choate? Jeff Choate has been at Montana State for four years. He's taken the Bobcats from a 4-7 and seven year in year one to a 11-4 and four year a year ago. Last year's Bobcat team surged into the semifinals of the FCS playoffs for the first time in, uh, since 1984, 35 years the drought between Final Four appearances for the Bobcats, but Choate got him there. Choate's overall resume, he is a Montana Western grad who then was a high school coach throughout the 1990s before then joining former Montana head coach Mick Dennehy as a graduate assistant on Utah State staff in 2002. He was then the spe- Choate was then the special teams coordinator for McDenny at Utah State in 2003 and 2004, and then he had his first FCS gig as the S- as the special teams coordinator at Eastern Illinois in 2005, and then Choate his first uh, crossing paths with Chris Peterson, as well as his first appearance at Boise State. He was the special teams coordinator from 2006 until 2011. He coached running backs his first three seasons in Boise, and then Choate coached linebackers uh, from 2009 through 2011. In 2012, Choate left. Because Chris Peterson was on the way. He was about to go to the University of Washington a couple years later. That was not a, a direct correlation, though. Choate left to become the uh, linebackers coach and special teams coordinator at Washington State under Mike Leach. He was only there for a brief minute. They took a job as the defensive coordinator at UTEP in El Paso. But then uh, that was only during the offseason. He never actually coached a game at UTEP because he got hired as the linebackers coach and special teams coach at Florida under Will Muschamp. Well, that only lasted a year because then Muschamp was abruptly fired in 2013, leaving Choate kind of out in the woods. Well, then Choate rejoins up with Peterson. He coaches defensive line at the University of Washington for a couple seasons, and then he's hired at Montana State before the 2016 season, December 2015 to be exact, when Choate was hired at Montana State. In his four seasons at Montana State, Choate is 28-25. and 25. Over the last two seasons, Montana State is 19-9 and nine with three total playoff wins. Bobcats have never finished higher than third in the league uh, standings, but they did tie for third the last time football was played in 2019. They also did receive a top eight seed. They were the five seed going into the playoffs, and uh, they got a first-round bye that came along with that. They won a pair of playoff games in 2019, including beating number 25 Albany at home and number 18 Austin P at home. If you remember right, Austin P had sprung an upset of Sacramento State in the second round of the playoffs, allowing Montana State to have that extra home game. Earlier that year, Montana State had lost to Sac State in the regular season, so the chance for the revenge was not there, but also uh, gifted a home game by Austin P's upset. Choate, of course, as everybody in Missoula knows, is 4-0 against the Montana Grizzlies. Montana was ranked twice during those four wins, including a 48-14 win by the Bobcats in Bozeman over the number three-ranked Grizzlies uh, to, to culminate the 2019 regular season. So that's most of the good. Uh, here's where the resume gets a little bit muddy. And you can't say it's muddy because Jeff Choate has done a really good job at Montana State. Here's just some places that maybe rise skepticism, particularly among the Boise State fans that are pretty vocal on Twitter about this maybe not being a quote-unquote sexy enough hire for them. Choate has played 
20 ranked opponents in his uh, 53 career games at Montana State. So he has played a difficult schedule most years. Choate 7 and 13 against those ranked opponents, including 5 and 13 against ranked opponents that are not the Grizzlies. His wins over ranked teams include those playoff wins, number 25 Albany, number 24 Incarnate Word in the second round of the or excuse me in the first round of the FCS playoffs in 2018, as well as number 18 Austin P in the in the uh, quarterfinals of the playoffs. And he also had a gold rush victory that 2019 season uh, in the home opener against number 17 Southeast Missouri State. So count them up: one, two, three, four ranked uh, wins. Wins over ranked opponents, excuse me, for the 2019 Montana State Bobcats. They played six ranked teams that year. They went four and two. The other victory over a ranked team that Choate has under his belt is at North Dakota in 2017. They beat uh, Montana State beat the number 15 ranked uh, UND team in the conference opener for both teams. But Montana State is 0 and two against North Dakota State under Jeff Choate, 0-2 against South Dakota State, 1-2 against North Dakota, 0-3 against Sacramento State, 0-3 against Eastern Washington, and 0-3 against Weber State. That's all to say that I think that uh, from a resume standpoint, I think that there's something that maybe is left to be desired in terms of the actual accomplishments to this point. I think Montana State is moving absolutely in the right direction. Their trajectory of their program is very, very high. I think that Coach Choate has done a great job of rebuilding the culture. I think he's done a great job of building enthusiasm and raising money in in Bozeman and around the state. I think he's an incredibly well-liked coach by both the alumni, the boosters, and his players. I also think that a 28-25 and record is a tough sell when you have uh, maybe some more prestigious candidates in the mix. That said, Andy Avalos has never been a head coach. That said, Boise State has some budgeting issues right now with the state funding and the ongoing uh, pandemic. So there's a lot of give and take here. But what we know is that Jeremiah Dickey was in Bozeman this morning to interview Jeff Choate. The plane that was scheduled to go to Eugene has no tangible evidence, at least the last time I checked about two hours ago, of having landed in Eugene. The other report from Football Scoop is that Chris Peterson is advocating heavily for Jeff Choate, which that's going to give you a lot of sway. That's going to give you a lot of sway in Boise because Chris Peterson is, I mean, he's deified in Boise. He can do no wrong. He, uh, I mean, I don't want to call him a god, but he is revered at a very, very high level in Boise. So if he gives the recommendation and then Jeff Choate interviews, which as we know, Choate is a phenomenal talker and a phenomenal seller of his vision. It's going to be pretty hard for somebody to beat him out. Football scoop did identify Choate as emerging as the top candidate yesterday. That's been reported on with a variety of sources. They also reported that if Choate did get the Boise state job, he would take defensive line coach Byron Hout and offensive coordinator, Justin Udy from the Montana state staff to Boise state. How impactful because how was a player at Boise State. In my interviews with Byron Hout, he's also referenced Andy Avalos as a potential, uh, not as a potential, as an influence in his life, an influence in his career, a guy he looks up to uh, in the coaching ranks. And that makes sense because how was there uh, in the late 2000s, early 2010s when Avalos was uh, first getting his start coaching at Boise State as well. So there you go. That's kind of what we know at as of right now, we'll see where it all lands. People have asked me, where does Montana State turn if Jeff Choate does uh, take the Boise State job? We'll see. I'll get more uh, information when it comes to that. But what we know now is that Jeff Choate legitimately is one of the top candidates at Boise State. 
Football Scoop is reporting that he is emerging as the top candidate. We also know that he has been in contact with both the president and Chris Peterson, who is advising this hire, and now that Jeremiah Dickey, the athletic director at Boise State, has been to Bozeman. That's what we know. I'll let you know if we have anything else, and uh, we'll, we'll circle back around to this as the story continues to develop. But uh, it's been interesting and, and, as always, exhilarating to report on all of this. And and you always know that uh, it, it's fun to be in this business because when this kind of stuff starts going down, you start hearing from people from all over the country, former colleagues, former coaches that I've dealt with, agents, and everything like that. So uh, it's been fun to, to kind of – put the ear to the to the ground, so to speak, and get some information. And we'll continue to try to get information from a variety of people as well. Also, shout out to BJ Rains of the Idaho Press, as well as Mike Prater of ESPN Boise. Both those guys have done a good job on reporting all this, as well as Colton Poole from the Bozeman Chronicle. Uh, he was there at the airport today in Bozeman to intercept Dickey and, and have photo evidence of Boise State's athletic director, being in Bozeman. So no hire for Boise State yet. Jeff Choate still the head coach at Montana State, but it's looking like Choate is at least in the mix for the Boise State job. We will see if he's able to secure it or if Boise State goes another direction. Andy Avalos, defensive coordinator for Morgan, still in the mix as well. There you go. Chick who doesn't know sports coming up right after this. But speaking of football, speaking of college football, and speaking of college basketball as well, because there is Big Sky Conference action on tonight. Sports are back, and the Silver Slipper has 55 TVs for you to watch all the action. Whether it's the NFL, college football, college basketball, the coaching carousel, MMA, whatever you want, the Silver Slipper Slipper will have it on for you. Drink specials every day, 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else you should be watching your favorite teams. At the Slipper, it's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Oh, and the card room is back open with games nightly at 7 p.m. as well. Call or text 333-1500. That's 333-1500. Or visit MissoulaPoker.com for more information. Stop by today and see why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets across the street from Walmart on Brooks. Check them out on Facebook for daily drink specials and up-to-date info. Silver Slipper, your go-to spot on the south side of Missoula to watch sports. The chick who doesn't know sports. Back in 2021, Carolyn joins us right after this. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan and you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's going to be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Special January promo going on by the Wingate by Wyndham right now as well. If you stay two nights in January of 2021, you get a free growler and a fill card for Big Sky Brewing. Big Sky Brewing just right across the way from the Wingate. So if you book 
All you got to do is book through the hotel directly. Google Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula. Limited to one freebie per, per customer. But stay two nights, January 2021. Free growler and fill card from Big Sky Brewing. And tell them, Nuana's now sent you. Man, Message in a Bottle is probably my favorite police song. I've been listening to the police for a long time, and I still can't decide what I think. I'm pretty sure I like them. Pretty sure I like them. We're late, though, so no time for music commentary. Usually we do the chick who doesn't know sports on Friday. Instead, it's going to be on Thursday this week. We'll be back and forth with all of it. But it's Thursday, not Friday. This is going to be a little bit more in flux moving forward. We usually do the Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports presented by the Iron Grizz on Fridays. But with our new show, Nuanez Now, who knows? Who knows who's going to make appearances on Thursdays and Fridays? But today, it is a Thursday. I know most people in Missoula start their weekend on Thursdays anyways. Carolyn, are you one of those? Yeah, let's rip it. (laughs) (laughs) I remember... That was always the narrative around the University of Montana campus anyways was uh, weekends start on Thursdays. We're going to go out Thursdays and oh, Fridays because yeah. then you have the Grizz games on Saturdays and then you, you go to bed Sunday. You go to bed at 3 p.m. on Saturdays and then Sunday get ready for school. And then I remember the University of Montana for all upper division classes went to a Monday through Thursday schedule. So really? every every upper division student for a couple of years had Fridays off. Oh, wow. Back in the good old days. Back when there were 16,000 students here. Yeah, I think when I was, uh, I realized the not to have Friday classes by my sophomore year. I was like, what am I doing? I'm not going anyway. So I was able to arrange my schedule. If only we could just have Fridays off all the time. But then we couldn't do this great segment. That's right. We'll keep on rolling with the chick who doesn't know sports, even though Tutel's gone. It's all good. We don't even miss him yet. Well, you might, Carolyn, but I don't. I don't know. Um, I miss him, but like, I feel like now I can talk about hookers and blow. I felt like he was censoring me a bit. So, you know, when things get back to normal and the guy, the NBA boys are in Vegas tearing it up, I want to report on that. You know what I mean? FCC violations. Here we come. That's right. What do you got today, Carolyn? Well, I want to, I want to take today to remind people about social media. And the thing that's rotting all of our brains and destroying our humanity. I mean, sure. But also, let's not post stupid stuff, okay? How about we don't post anything? I mean, fine, but we could post um we should just not post anything. We could call each other. We could send each other pictures in the mail. We could write each other letters. We could send each other articles from the newspaper. Like my, my mom mother still, do, my mother still does it. Still to this day, I'm 33 years old. She brings me, uh, she sends me an envelope full of cutouts from the newspaper every week. That's amazing. I love it. Well, we have a couple dumb people uh, to report on. A couple? Yes. Uh, I heard there was about 80 million. Well, listen. Let's. I, I'm talking sports here. Okay. okay. Um. So. Nick Saban. Nick Saban, yes. Saban, his daughter, um, tweeted, so he's the coach of Alabama. Alabama. If you're not confident to play, then say it. I call BS on the COVID cases. They're worried about their QB and want him to have more time to heal. If he's hurt, put in your backup. You don't see us postpone the rest of the season to wait for Waddle. Bye. Because Ohio State... Justin Fields has potentially a ruptured kidney and or a um, 
bruised, something or other. Justin Fields got absolutely rocked in the college football playoff semifinal game against Clemson. He had to leave the game for a moment. He came back, had a valiant uh, return that then uh, where he tore it up and led Ohio State into the national championship game. Um, I'm going to let you go first because I already know exactly what I think of this. Well, so then Ohio, so he's out or for a while. Well, potentially, yeah. Yeah, and then he, um, now Ohio State has some COVID cases, so they want to postpone allegedly. the national, allegedly, they want to postpone the national championship. And this daughter of Alabama coach um, had some words. Right. Now, I, I don't really care either way. I, I don't care, but obviously, but I don't think, you should, as the daughter of a coach or anyone within the organization should be posting stuff like that. I think that is totally wrong. Hmm. I think it is um, in poor taste. And now she has to apologize for her stupid tweet. So why do you think it's stupid though? Because you think that she's being a uh, pandemic denier? I think she's just, that's just, you. she can think that all she wants. She's the daughter of a prominent coach. She should shut up. And But what if it's true? What if Ohio State is fabricating covid positive COVID tests to ensure that their quarterback has an extra week to heal. I mean, if that's true, it's messed up, but it's not her place to say it. Hmm, okay. Um, this is very controversial, as has been a lot of the things in this pandemic. But as somebody that has observed this very keenly on a societal level and a college athletics level, the athletes and the teams and the coaches in college athletics are playing by a completely different set of rules. And with that, I mean they're playing with a completely uh, more strict set of rules. If you get coronavirus as a civilian, the health department says you're supposed to stay home. If you go to Walmart or Costco or wherever you want to go, that's in poor taste. That's really inhumane but it's not illegal. Mm-hmm. It's not against the law. You're not breaking any law. You're not by law required to stay home. You're only by um, public health directive suggested seriously to stay home. Most college athletes are on scholarships that are provided by the state and or the institution. So the rules are significantly different. There's also significantly more strict rules when it comes to quarantining, when it comes to contact tracing, as well as close contacts. But there's also no real consistency in what those rules need to be. So in other words, most schools in Division I athletics are taking this very seriously. If you have a close contact, you are quarantined for 14 days, even if you don't have a positive test. That's all fine and good. Error on the side of caution, that's great. But what is a close contact and what you're going to do after the close contact occurs is completely a gray area. So what we're seeing right now in the Big Sky Conference, for example, is different levels of quarantine, which then leads to different levels of cancellation. There's been some coronavirus cases at the university at, at both the Montana schools and both the basketball programs. The way that they have deemed contact tracing seems like the most accurate way to do it. We also see, though, schools in the league like the Southern Utah basketball programs, the women had a positive test and they decided to quarantine both the women and the men's teams because they share a facility. Okay, now you you say, okay, that's fine. You're erring on the side of caution. But what if you're quarantining your entire basketball programs not because of caution as much as because of saving money, 
and not having to play the better teams. So where we're at the Big Sky Conference is they have a 20-game schedule and 10 of the games, you have to play 10 games to be able to go to the tournament. There is a way where you could basically have positive coronavirus tests every week that you're going to play one of the good teams and not have positive coronavirus tests every week you're going to play one of the bad teams. But it's more than just the tests, because I'm not saying they're fabricating the tests. If you have a positive, you have a positive. If you don't, you don't. I don't think that... That's the, how they're handling it. Yeah, I don't think that the yeah. trainers are... You know, these trainers are independent medical people. There's not like they're just bringing up f- false tests. Right. All I'm saying is that do you really need to... Is, is it truly a close contact for the men's players when the women have a positive test? Again, you're erring on the side of caution, so maybe, but also maybe not. I and get it. So you're saying it's possible that some teams are using COVID to not have to play harder teams. Exactly. Or in this case, they're keeping, they want to heal their star quarterback so they can win the championship. Right. Jim Harbaugh but has never beat Ohio State. Everybody knows that the COVID year doesn't count anyway. So whatever you win, like the NBA championship. Uh, the pro sports count, I promise. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. But anyway, I I don't know the answer to this. I just I my bigger issue are these dumb tweets that people are tweeting. Right. And um, I think I'm gonna start a series within the chick who doesn't know sports called Dumb Tweets by Athletes and Coaches okay. Okay. and their daughters. Oh, it's so complicated. Um, I mean it's so hard yeah. because on one hand, I totally agree with you because I do think that the the stupidity that's revealed on social media, it's like, it's like I always tell one of my old colleagues, the number one thing social media taught us was just how stupid everybody yeah. is. But on the other hand, I don't necessarily disagree with Nick Saban's daughter either. Again, I'm not trying to say that we shouldn't have caution when it comes to the COVID, but at this same time, we're talking about a bunch of athletes that are in a very low-risk portion of the population. They're playing games in front of nobody. They're being tested every single day. So it seems as if the amount of caution that they're taking far exceeds the level of caution that any American is operating with at the current moment. And at the end of the day, if we're talking about the actual just integrity of the game and the quality of college football, I would love to see Justin Fields be able to play in that game because that's the only way Ohio State's going to be able to compete with Alabama. But that's here nor there. Uh, it is an interesting take, but keep your eye on college basketball because I really do think that there's going to be a lot of um, exaggerated levels of caution taken to then ensure that schools that maybe don't want to compete at the highest level and or don't have the budget to travel, uh, I think that they're going to take a higher level of caution because they have they have a, a scapegoat. They have right. a fallback. Well. Listen, if I had tweeted that, if you had tweeted that, it would be one thing. I just think sure. coaches, coaches' daughters, team like players, there's just, you need to exercise some restraint. So speaking of dumb tweets, the University of Tennessee Chattanooga football assistant coach has been fired. Yeah, he got fired for something. I saw an alert that he got fired for some post on social media. I didn't read what exactly. it was, though. I'm not going to – I won't read it verbatim, but basically he called Stacey Abrams, who has been a um, big – she's been a huge supporter of, you know, making sure voter, suppress, voter suppression isn't happening. She's been working really hard um, in Georgia. Anyway, he basically called her Fat Albert. and um, <laughs> It is kind of funny. <laughs> it's so rude. It's so rude. And then said something about enjoying a buffet, big girl. You earned it. And listen, people have opinions that I don't agree with. Wh- whatever it is, if you are a coach, if you are an assistant coach, if you are part of a program and you tweet something that 
ignorant and rude and racist, you're going to get fired. Why, why do people not control more, control themselves more? I don't understand this. Yeah. The, the, uh, the sad truth is if he wasn't just a middling assistant making $33,000 at an FCS school in Chattanooga, say, say this was the, um, Say this was the defensive coordinator for Clemson who makes $2.4 million. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no way he would get fired. Really? The, I don't the agree. only reason this guy could get fired is because he's completely expendable. No, I don't it, agree. It, it's just like if you commit crimes when you're an NFL player, if you're a fringe NFL, if you're the guy that's trying to make the Seahawks who's sneaking the girl into the hotel right. room like you told us about earlier yeah. this year, and you were already on the cutting block, you're out. If you're... Uh, pro bowler, you're not. It, it's, it's the way I, that sports work. It's unfortunate, under, but the better you are, the less cha- the the more wiggle room you have for error. I agree, but I think in this day and age, if you post something like that, if you call someone like Stacey Abrams "Fat Albert" in a tweet, you're going to get fired. Maybe. All right. Well, we well let's hope it's, we don't it, find out. But I mean, I don't just, I don't even want to name names. But there's been several coaches that have had. Uh, pretty egregious run-ins with the law, like aggravated DUIs, things like that. If you're a bad coach, it's the end of the road for you. If you're a good yeah. coach, you're going to keep on coaching. There's a lot of guys. If you got, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to name names, but there's a lot of guys in the coaching business that have lived less than savory lives and done a lot of really, really dumb stuff and said a lot of really dumb stuff. But if they win, they're in. If you don't, you're out. All right. Well, speaking of dumb coaches, Sean Payton from the New Orleans Saints. Sure. He wants to test and quarantine 50,000 Saints fans so they can safely pack the Superdome for the playoff game this weekend. Darren Ravel, who formerly of Sports Illustrated and now the Action Sports Network, ran a poll on Twitter. I think he got close to a quarter million responses asking, would people do this? And almost 60% of them said, yes, I would. Yeah. No, I, I just don't think it's possible. Um, I think these, I mean, I just don't even, it just seems a little insane. Now, listen. Definitely seems insane. We're also talking about the South where people would do anything to watch football. football. Literally anything. Are there, are there going to be people in the stands at all? Like, what, uh, they, I don't know what the stipulations are in Louisiana. There might be some. I don't. And it's obviously certainly not going to be a full house. The thing that's funny is even when he says, let's get 50,000 people in there, the Superdome is so big that that still would only be like half capacity. Well, that, okay, so that's what I was wondering. I mean, yeah. would they still be social distancing? I mean, the Superdome is one of the, the largest arenas in the NFL. So um, I, I don't know. I think that it probably has cl- about 80,000. I don't know. Let's look it up. And... I guess I'm just curious, like, would those tests be free? Would people have to pay for them? Would people pay for tickets? Like, how would this all work? And isn't that in, like, three days? Yes, it is. So So 73,000, excuse me, 76,500 is what it holds. Hmm. Well, and uh, by the way, those rapid tests suck. So it's not like they're even accurate. So I would would call that event a super spreader event. (laughs) Oh, boy. I, I want to say I can't wait till this is all over, but then I just uh, I don't know if it ever will be. Okay, well, I have one last story for yeah, you. Yeah, I can't wait. Do you know who... Does it have to do with coronavirus? Because I think we need to make this... No. We need to go somewhere else with It doesn't. Okay. It's about Serena Williams. Ion, uh, I'm, on, I'm on. I'm in. Ion Tyriac? Have no, you heard no this No idea. Name? No. 
Well, he's a super rich ex-tennis star who is the director of the Madrid Open, which isn't even like really anything. But anyway, he went on a Romanian television show recently and jabbed at Serena and said, at this age and weight, as she is now, she does not move as easily as she did 15 years ago. Serena was a sensational player. If she had any decency, she would retire. Um, I don't know who this guy thinks he is, but she is still the top tennis player of our time. So she's 39 years old, which is amazing in itself that she's still even playing. Right. I mean, my knees would be like done, but objectively his take is not wrong. She doesn't move nearly as well as she used to, but that's because she's been a professional tennis player for um, more than half of her life. She's (laughs) still winning. uh, this next year is going to be uh, a pivotal one for Serena Williams because she had her pregnancy and then she had her injury and she took that entire, I think she was off for more than a year. And then she had one of the great comebacks ever and won the Australian Open and played in the final of Wimbledon. And, but she has not been that top, 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 top notch this last season. Mm-hmm. So where, where does she come now? And that, I think it is. I mean, Serena Williams was number one in the world for the better part of 15 years. She's number 11 in the world right now, which is still amazing. Yeah. But is she still Serena Williams? I'm not sure. And it's going to be a, a huge prove it year for her. Um, but on, I mean, regardless of any of that. In my opinion, she is the greatest female athlete that's ever lived. And so she can play tennis as long as she wants. Right. I feel like um, I agree. I didn't realize she was 39. So, yeah, I mean, I guess there's nicer ways to put it than talk about her weight and her age. Um, He's not a gentleman, in my opinion. But um, here's what I would like for Serena. I'd like her to play another year Mm -hmm. and then retire and become a correspondent. And then what I'd like her to do is open a tennis facility, kind of like what Kobe did for basketball, Mm -hmm. but maybe in, um, you know, back in her home roots in Compton or wherever in LA and like help underprivileged kids that wouldn't get to play tennis, play some tennis and learn the game and maybe come up like her. So that's my prediction and my hope for Serena. You heard it here first. Yeah. You know, I, I, I always think that athletes, should have the choice to walk away when they want to. But the people that it's so hard to do it gracefully. If you're so great, the, the, the truly great people don't remember Willie Mays playing for the New York Mets. They only remember Willie Mays for the giants. Yeah, they don't remember some of they don't I mean hardly anybody talks about Michael Jordan and the Washington Wizards, right? So the guys right. that don't do it gracefully if you're great enough, it doesn't matter. People won't won't remember you poorly. The one thing that you just never want to see, though, is is watching people fade and or like embarrass themselves. And my whole concern for Serena Williams has nothing to do with anything besides the fact that she's incurred such serious injuries lately. You would hate to see her get hurt again. Like if right. she hurt her Achilles again, and that was what ended her career, that'd just be terrible. But at the end of the day, uh, one of the great legacies in the history of of sport, really. Um, I would be so interested to see what she would be like as a commentator or as an analyst. Have you seen, I mean, Serena Williams is a fascinating character within herself as well. I mean, she's a very unique person. Right. She's a very difficult person to deal with because she's so demanding of both herself and everyone around her. Have you seen the Serena Williams documentary on HBO? 
being Serena? No, but should, I just got to should watch Max. it. Okay. You should watch it. It's, right. uh, I mean, what a, what a fascinating human she's, she's unbelievably driven. Her perception of the world is totally different than most. And, uh, I mean, man, I would love to hang out with her all the time, but I don't like being her husband. It would just be, wow. I mean, man, cause yeah. she's just on it all the time. But, uh, but here nor there, she is, she's definitely, um, a pivotal figure in the history of sports. So, it's good. I mean, it's. It, I agree with you. I. I uh, she can walk away whenever she wants. Listen, I demand Tom Brady to retire every day, and he, <laughs> and so I am a little bit of a hypocrite. But I didn't call him, you know, heavy or. I mean, I do call him other names, but you know what I mean. Sure. So, Serena, you keep going, girl. I don't know if it necessarily was a quote-unquote fat joke as much as it, that Serena Williams is just one of the most physically formidable people. I mean, she He just, said at this age and weight. He was in. Yeah. He was insinuating. I mean, wouldn't you say objectively, though, Serena Williams weighs more than most of her competition, and that's not having anything to do with her fitness. She's just an incredibly yeah, strong person. Yeah, she's a solid person. muscle. But right. you just don't say that about a lady. Okay? Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I will, uh, I will um, err on your side of this one because I have no idea. Yeah, trust. Carolyn? <laughs> Great debut to 2021. I hope everything is well outside of um, your angst towards people's Twitters. Yeah, I'd like people's twi- uh, 2021 resolutions is to lay off the tweets. That would be a good thing. We all need a little social media detox. It is a chick who doesn't know sports presented by the Iron Grizz American Bistro. Iron Grizz American Bistro attached to the University of Montana golf course. If you want to sit outside, it's been pretty nice in Missoula lately. You can sit out on the back deck. You can sit in one of the bubbles that they got out there. They also have their igloo that your kids can play in. And, of course, they have their winter Cajun menu going. If they give us a call right now, 361-3688, that's 361-3688. Got a gift certificate for an Iron Grizz boil and two Kettle House beers. We'll send you out there. You can take a date, go have two, a beer each of you, and share the Iron Grizz Boil. Or maybe you each get one, but one of them is going to be free. So give us a call right now, 361-3688. And no matter what, go give the Iron Grizz American Bistro at the University of Montana Golf Course a try today. We're late. What else is new? Big Sky Conference basketball on the other side, top of the hour. Danny Sprinkle, Montessa head men's basketball coach, as well as Brooks Nuana is breaking down the Big Sky Conference. Nuwana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Welcome back. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula. Stay wide. SWX Montana Television. Listen anywhere on the Listen Live tab. All you got to do is go to 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live. There you find the live stream. It's presented by Opportunity Bank of Missoula. Opportunity Bank, your local bank. Your opportunity. We're already up against it. Carolyn and I went a little long talking about a variety of different topics. If you missed any of the first hour, you can check it out on the podcast. Podcast proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications 
and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. We got to get out because Danny Sprinkle, head coach for Montana State men's basketball team, is joining us right here at the top of the hour. A quick rundown, though, of the Big Sky Conference, particularly when it comes to the Montana schools tonight. The Grizz and the Lady Grizz are off. They don't have Big Sky games this week. They do have a doubleheader at Dahlberg Arena on Saturday. The men are at 2 p.m. The women are at 7 p.m. Montana State, they open Big Sky Conference play finally at long last. The MSU women are at home, so we'll have updates for you for that, both on the 1029 ESPN Twitter handle as well as at Skyline Sports MT. Brooks Nuanas, my partner at SkylineSportsMT.com, will be there in Bozeman covering the defending champion, Lady Bobcats. They last lost a Big Sky Conference game 365 days ago. How crazy is that? They lost 68-67 to Idaho. Then they proceeded to rip off 17 straight conference victories, leading them to a Big Sky record 19 conference wins and a school record 25 wins. Of course, they did not get a chance to punch their ticket to the NCAA tournament as the Big Sky Conference Tournament Championship was canceled. The Bobcats had made it to the championship game, but then the tournament was called off. So 365 days since their last loss, they finally take the court. They've had a bunch of delays for the Bobcats from both the men's and women's side because of Southern Utah not being able to play last week on either of the men's or women's sides. So the only school in the league that hasn't opened up Big Sky Conference play is Montana State. That will change here in about an hour and a half. The women tip at 7 p.m. The men, they're at Northern Colorado. They tip at 6.30. So women hosting Northern Colorado and Bozeman. The men in Greeley, 6.30 tip for the men, 7 o'clock for the women. We'll have all those updates for you at Skyline Sports MT on Twitter as well as SkylineSportsMT.com. You can also find it here. 1029 ESPN Missoula or at 1029 ESPN on Twitter. Hour one in the books. Hour two, Montana State head men's basketball coach Danny Sprinkle joining us to preview that matchup with Northern Colorado. And we'll also hear from Brooks Duanes from SkylineSportsMT.com. His Around the Big Sky, breaking out all things Big Sky Conference basketball. It's Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 